How many of you here like to hear people lie to you? I don't see anybody raising their hands. That's one of the things I detest is that someone lies to me about something. And I'm sure that's true with you too. But you know, the Word of God tells us the truth. That truth will set you free. But there are some people in our society today that don't know what the truth is. They deny the truth. They've twisted things around so bad that we're living in a society of a bunch of liars. From the top down. Incredible. But I'm glad that this evening I can bring to you a message from God's word, him being my helper, and about the truth of God's holy word. That he has given us his word and you can take it to the bank. It's true. It's true. Now, Brother Hamill preached a message last night on the command of God. And it was rich. It was rich. Very uh, pointed. If you can get a chance to listen to that, I recommend to listen to Brother Hamill's message last night. It was wonderful on that subject. Let's take our Bibles this evening and turn to John, 2 John, verses 1 through 4. 2 John 1 through 4. The elder unto the elect lady and her children whom I love in the truth. And not I only, but also all they that have known the truth. For the truth's sake, which dwelleth in us, notice here now, and shall be with us forever. Isn't that wonderful? I mean, so many people saying, it's his truth, it's her truth, it's my truth, it's, it's someone else's truth. Listen, there's only one truth. The truth. Grace be with you in mercy and peace from God the Father, from the Lord Jesus Christ and the Son of the Father in truth and love. I rejoice greatly that I found of thy children walking in truth as we have received a commandment from the Father. Our Heavenly Father, we're grateful for this time that you've given us this evening to gather together to worship you in spirit and in truth. Lord, we're thankful for the safety in our ride coming up, coming down there from Paducah today. Pray for the, all the rest that will be traveling as well. Give them traveling mercies. We thank you for the truth that we were able to enjoy in the conference. Now, Lord, I beg of you, you give me unction from on high. Fill me with thy Holy Spirit. May I be able to preach truth. 
this evening. Pray for the many that were mentioned, the different problems, different issues that Brother Glenn brought, and the people that are sick, and Lord, those that are going to have different procedures. Lord, you're in control. Your hand has got to be on that doctor's hand, and the results of what's done is in your hand, and we know that. We're thankful for the way you've seen us through up to this moment. Guide us and direct us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Glenn asked me probably three, four, five times if he wanted me to let him drive. And um, I really am used to driving my car and and not riding with people, okay? And I know you, you men know what I'm talking about. You women know what I'm talking about. Uh, if I'm dead tired and Sylvia gets behind the wheel, you think I'm going to go to sleep? I have to be really dog tired to do it because most of the time it wakes me up, okay? Well, I have a vote of confidence he put me to sleep. <laughs> so so he does good. He did good. As Brother Doyle used to say all the time, you done good. Brother, you done good. Truth. Can you and I this evening say that we have the truth? Amen. 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 Is it scriptural that we tell people or admit to people that we have the truth. Yes, it does. There's, Of course. You're not going to tell people you're a liar. We can proclaim, proclaim that God has opened our minds and our hearts and has instilled in us the truth of his word. He has opened the ability for us to assimilate what he wants us to have, the truth. Now, I want to believe the truth in every, every, every portion of God's I want to believe the truth. But I'm going to tell you something. There are some things in God's word I pray every time I read it, Lord, show me the truth in this area because I, I can't get a hold of it. And I need your help, Lord. Reveal to me these things. And you know, sometimes he does and sometimes he doesn't. It's just not my date for that truth yet, apparently. One time I told that to Brother Cockrell. I said, I just don't know about that. And he put his finger in my face and said, you better get settled on it. <laughs> You're a Baptist preacher. You need to know what you believe. And that's true. But there are some things that I have difficulty understanding. I'm admitting that. Now, if you get up and tell me that you know everything about it, 
You know I'm going to call you? <laughs> a liar. You're not telling the truth. Because <clears throat> every day we learn more from God's word as we read and study. New things come up that we have never seen before. <clears throat> but we do pray that we have and we teach and we believe and we tell others the truth of everything. You know, it's, it's, it's a necessity that you and I, as God's children, tell each other the truth and tell anybody we speak with the truth. You know, there, there's a habit that some people get into, and that's not telling the whole truth. And we may all be guilty to some degree, but we need to practice telling the whole truth, the way it is, the way God's Word explains it. Now, I come to this area where I have met some people in that, in that conference. That there's areas in God's Word I don't agree with them on. Honestly, there is. Things that they once stood for they don't stand for anymore or things that they have fought against all their ministry and they don't have the truth there. Now, am I going to get up in their pulpits and tell them that? No, it's not my place to do that. One-on-one, -on -one, we can have that discussion. But you have there's such a thing as Christian etiquette. I would never stand in your, your, your pulpit, Brother Kelly, and knowingly, knowing that we had a difference on an issue and get him and preach against what he, he has taught in this, in this pulpit. It's not right. You know, after trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior, we all start up this long road of learning the things more clearly of Christ. Knowing who our Master and Lord is. And the more that we apply ourselves to the study of God's Word, the more we can see the scope of the Christian landscape as it lies out there. It spreads out before us and we can learn so much as we pray and seek God's will in our lives daily. All new creature, Christians, I should say, all new Christians need to be cared for and nurtured in the ways of the Lord. You know, I believe this is true. I'm preaching the truth. See? I believe this is true. That I think part of our problems, and I know a lot of people don't like the word discipling, but that's what Christ did to the 12. He discipled them. He taught them. And I'm not, take, I'm not saying to make a class and just do that for those people. I'm saying that our responsibility to teach the all things lies upon us as Christians. That they might be fully uh, prepared in the things of God. 
to know him and to know all that, 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 that God has taught us. They need to be nurtured in the truth. And sometimes we fail in some avenues of that. I know from experience that it takes more for me to understand some things than other people. I've told a lot of people this. I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer. You all know that. I'm just not. It takes me, I mean, in school, I was talking to a guy there at the conference, and he says, I never studied, never opened a book, but I could sit down and take a test and ace it. That's how I got through school. I was just the opposite. I did all my homework, did all my studies, get there to the test and go blank and not be able to pass some tests. And so we, we all have different things going on up here and, and, it, and, and we have to learn different ways. So we need to learn how the best way for us to learn from God's holy word and a lot of it is prayer. God, I don't I just don't understand this, please. Please, Lord, open my mind that I might understand these glorious things that are here. And then as the believer learns the scripture, he gets established with solid convictions of his own, and then he can stand up for what is truth, what God has revealed him in his word. And he becomes more and more and more receptive when he hears because things don't sound right or they sound right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I can go into a church building and, and, and sit down and, and, and listen to somebody start teaching. I mean, there was one guy that preached up there and he used one word that probably aced him. I mean, eliminated him from being invited back. He called this the altar. I, d- I doubt if he'll be invited back. Because that is not the altar. And we know what that means. And so, once we get settled in our hearts, we, we know what our responsibilities are in our desire to obey them as we grow in grace and knowledge of the Lord. In 2 John, verse 8 says, Look to to yourselves that we lose not those things which we have wrought, but that we receive a full reward. Whosoever transgresses and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. He that abideth in the doctrine of Christ he hath both the Father and the Son. When we study and pray and come to the understanding of a doctrine which God teaches us, it becomes second nature to us. We love that because He's revealed it to us. We defend that and we also desire to spread that truth to other people. It's the nature of it. 
And then as God entrusts us with his precious word, he requires us to respond with love and faithful obedience. He expects that of us. Luke 12 and 48 tells us this. For unto whomsoever much is given of him much, of him shall much be required. And to whom men have committed much of him, they will ask the more. And so that God has indeed given to you and me much of his word, and, and we do treasure it. We have had the privilege to have been raised or led of one of the Lord's churches being taught at the feet of my father, for example, and other preachers that would come at conferences and revival meetings and, and, and learn things that, that were so sweet. They became ours. They became our doctrine. You know, I'm so thankful for my mom and dad and the way they handled their family and dad handled the church. I mean, we learned a lot of things. Maybe not the broader scope, but we learned a lot, a lot of things about God's truth. The local, landmark, independent, New Testament Baptist church, the top of my head, the bottom of my foot, I'm a Baptist. And I'm not apologetic about it. I'm telling you, that's what I am, and that's what God has made me. The attributes of God, sovereign grace, all of these things are so sweet to us because we know that they are truth. One time in Honduras, I was, uh, we had an ecumenical handball team. You say, what? In the morning at 5 o'clock, a bunch of missionaries got together at a handball court, and we exercised, just exercised. I mean, there was no doctrine preached. There was nothing. We just played a ball, and we went home. And one day, I ended up there alone with a Pentecostal preacher missionary. And he asked me a question. He says, what is the difference between you and what you believe about the Baptist church and me that believe in the assemblies of God. He never spoke to me again. He didn't like what I had to say because I brought in the bride of Christ. They hate it. They can't take it. They just can't take it. Look at me now in John, 1 John 4. 1 John 4 and reading verses 4 through 7. You are of God, little children, have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. That's why he gives you truth. You're his. He is yours and you're his. And they are of the world, therefore speak they of the world, and the world 
heareth them. We are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Thereby we uh, know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. The assemblies of God do not believe in eternal security. You can't be saved believing that you can fall from grace. Don't believe it. And so we as God's children should love the people of God and we need to follow them as they follow God. We should love the spirit of truth as he says over in John 16, 7 through uh, 13 in the gospel of John chapter 16 John 16 starting in verse 7 <clears throat> nevertheless I tell you the truth Jesus says it is expedient for you that I go away for if I go not away the comforter will not come unto you but if I depart I will send him unto you and when he has come, he, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment of sin because they believe not on me of righteousness because I go to my father and ye see me no more of judgment because the prince of this world is judged. I have yet many things to say unto you, but ye cannot Bear them now, Jesus said. Howbeit when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he, sh he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. And so the Holy Spirit will teach us the truth only. And will glorify the Lord Jesus Christ in all things. It is truth. The Christians in Christ's day suffered many things at the hand of those unbelievers. In John 16 verses 1 through 4. I didn't read that part. These things have I spoken unto you that ye should not be offended. They shall put you out of the synagogues. Yea, the time cometh when whosoever Killeth you will think that he doeth service to uh, God, doeth God's service. You know, I believe that could come again. And these things will they do, will they do unto you, because ye have not known the Father nor me. Verse four. But these things have I told you that when. The time shall come, ye may remember that I told you of them, and these things I said not unto you at the, at the beginning, because I was with you. Today, we, it, it, it is, it is um, what's the word I want? It com the truth compels us to spread to other people, to talk to other people. 
when we see people walking astray and they don't don't have anybody to guide them into the truth, when God lays it upon our hearts and gives us that, that, that desire to speak to a person, at Lowe's, it's happened to me a few times where I live now, where I've been able just to start talking to someone that, that I felt needed to hear the things of Jesus Christ. And God opened the door in the very introduction of myself to that person. And we had a glorious time. And I got to share with him the truth from God's word. I wish he would have come to church, but he never did. But in 1 John 4, 6, again, We are of God, he that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of of error. When we look and believe the truth, we should treat it as our master and not as a servant. It should always have priority in our lives and not be secondary. We should always be open to learn more about Jesus and the teachings which he taught and their depth. And they should be very valuable to us. Cherish them. You know, the Lord blesses his churches in many different ways. When we see churches which have solid members that are there, faithful all the time, you can be so thankful. We pastors are so thankful. We have members that we can depend upon. It's because that truth has been entrusted to you and to me and to them. And that will guide us until Christ takes us home or we go out in glory. It will be with us until the very end. But we will in this life have to keep on defending and fighting for the preservation of these truths that God has given us. You know, a lot of churches have faded away because the doctrine that was once preached faded away. You know, they say it only takes, what is it, a, a new pastor, one pastor coming in to flip a church, change everything about it. That's sad. When the members are not indoctrinated to a point that they know what's truth. I can remember one time Brother Eugene Clark was sitting at a table with he and another bunch of other preachers, and you might have been there, I don't remember And uh, he was commenting on the church at Grace Baptist Church on 12, uh, 8 Mile Road up in Detroit, where he had pastored. I mean, this was a big church, six, seven hundred members. I forget how many. And when he moved away, it it was just a year or two. That that had split into, I don't know how many factions, different churches, different places. 
and the majority of them, majority of them had gone into error. And he said, he said, I thought that they understood and believed what I taught. And that happens. How much, how much of the truth that we preach is truly assimilated into the minds and hearts of our listeners? How much, how much did I receive and are able to captivate, to process at that conference? I enjoyed it. I was telling, I was telling a brother Hamill about what happened to me one time, and it was in that dining room at the uh, at the at the church there, Faith Baptist Church, and and Brother Garner Smith had been late. He came in at dinner time, and and we had already heard two or three preachers and. And he came up and he stood up behind me and, and we I shook his hand and said, Hey, how you doing? He says, oh, I just got in, I had an issue, couldn't get here on time. And I said, Well, you just missed so and so. Well, it was a wonderful message. You know what he said? What was it about? <laughs> I drew that sheet. <laughs> if you know what I mean. I mean, when I put on a spot like that. I go blank. I don't know why it's that way, but it's that's Ted Tweet. And I wish it wasn't that way, but it, it is. Embarrassing. And I had to apologize. I can't remember right now. But how much do we retain? How much do we? I'll tell you what. You really need to meditate upon the truths of God's word and make them yours. And that only comes through kitchen table theology. Sitting there studying what the preacher's been preaching to you. Taking notes maybe and, and, and remembering or going back to the tapes and listening to the tapes. That's a long time ago. CDs and, and listening and and, and putting it to memory. And then you, when you're faced with a question, you'll be able to say, yeah, I know what that's about. I know where to go in God's word to prove that thing. It's wonderful when we are able to do that. <clears throat> but as I said, as the days march on, as the days march on, we're getting closer to the return of the Lord. And, and the Bible says in one spot, I can't remember what the, the text is, but it says that in the last days, um, there's be scarcely found faith that people are be going away. And you can see that on every hand. It's sad, but we need to reach out. We still have not been released from telling and preaching the gospel to every creature. We must go forth. And so then, <clears throat> don't compromise. Stand for the truth. 
for the faith. I, I, it was C.H. Spurgeon that said this, the truth will be our living support, our dying comfort, our rising song in our eternal glory. It will. The truth is a Christian privilege that God has given to us. Let's read a couple a couple more verses in closing, but in, 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 in Psalms 145. Psalm 145. And reading verses 16 through 21. Psalm 145, starting in verse 16 through the end of the chapter there. When thou openest thy hand and satisfiest the desire of every living thing, the Lord is righteous in all his ways and holy in all his work works. The Lord is nigh unto all them that call upon him, to all that call upon him. How? In truth. He will fulfill the desire of them that fear him. He also will hear their cry and will save them. If you lack wisdom, what James 1 says, ask God. He'll give you abundantly. He'll shower it out upon you. Here he's telling you, he will fulfill the desire of them that fear him. He will also hear their cry and will save them. The Lord preserveth all them that love him, but all the wicked will he destroy. My mouth shall speak the praise of the Lord and let all flesh bless his holy name forever and ever. And then five, verses 5 and 6 of 146, the next chapter, our division here says, Happy is he that hath the God of Jacob for his help, whose hope is in the Lord his God which made heaven and earth and sea and all that therein is, which keepeth truth forever. Without the truth, our faith would be worthless. As worthless as trusting in a false god, trusting in the cow or uh, the stars or the sun, moon, or some man like a god like Buddha or Baal or Herr Krishna, the Muslim God. What is it? What's the Muslim God? Allah. Thank you. Why? Because the Bible says it's vain what they believe. The prophet said this in, in Psalm 115.4. It says, their idols are silver and gold, the work of man, men's hands. They have mouths, but they speak not. Eyes they have, but they see not. They have ears, but they hear not. Noses they have, but they smell not. They have hands, but they handle not. Feet they ha have, they, but they walk not. Neither speak they through their throat. They that make them are like unto them. So is every one that trusteth in them. They have to be carried because they are dead. 
We saw this constantly in Honduras. We lived in a little village called Belfate, and right next door, of, a lot away from our house was the Catholic Church. A road, a lot, and the Catholic Church. And no one would be there for months. Very few people would come into that place and out. They never had a priest. But I'll tell you what, on the holidays, they showed up. Big, I mean big celebration. They carried the crucifix with, they call it the doll, the chingo, on the cross, which they say is Christ, but and they worshipped that. It was an idol. Completely and clearly. It was an idol. But in the last days, men shall think themselves to be Christ. You remember the guy by the name Mr. Moon? Sung Mung Moon, I think it was. He said he was a Christ. But you know, if it wasn't for God's amazing grace, you and I could be doing the same foolishness. But he reached down in mercy. Before the foundation of the earth, he wrote our names in the Lamb Book of Life. And in time he came. We didn't knock on his door, but he sure opened ours. He came to us and he revealed himself. He drew us unto himself. He showed us that we were sinners in need of a Savior. And in time, that glorious day of conviction, of repentance and faith brought forth saving faith. Oh my, how wonderful that day was. For a boy of 16 years old. He drew with arms of love. He gave, God gave his son. Shed his precious blood. And then sent the Holy Spirit to be our comforter. Oh, there's so much in between each one of those statements. But we need to remember and take the counsel of our Lord very seriously. As in Hebrews 10, 24, let us consider one another to provoke unto love and good works. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as a manner of some is, but exhorting one another. And so much the more as you see the day approaching, we need to hear truth. Constantly. We need to hear it all the time. It's, you know, to the true born again Christian, it's, it's, it's glorious. It's our spiritual food that we take in and enjoy. Zechariah 8, 16 and 17 says, These are the things that ye shall do. Speak ye every man the truth to his neighbor. Execute the judgment of truth and peace in your gates. 17 says, Zechariah 8, 17. And let none of you imagine evil in your heart against his neighbor 
and love no false oath. For all these are things that I hate, saith the Lord. And so to us Christian brothers and sisters, the truth should stimulate you and I to love and to good works, to follow in his steps. And we need to provoke each other to do that which is right. Not in the sight of man, but that which is right in the sight of the Lord. Doing in the sight of the Lord, of course, going spread out. And they're going to see Christ in us. They're going to see the truth that we believe. Brethren, thank you so much for this opportunity. And pray for me. We'll be praying for y'all. Mike will remember you in our prayers as you go for that test. And God bless y'all. And we're thankful, Brother Kelly, in your situation too. And I know that you've been having difficulties from time to time. And we need to pray one for another. That's all there is to it. God bless you. Thank you so much for this, this time that you've given me.